Praise the Lord. I'm glad to share God's Word with you again today. How many of you have been extremely enjoying our Fruit of the Spirit series? I already see God at work so much in this series, and I enjoy each and every week. I trust that you all enjoyed Pastor Ed's message last week about patience. Now, I hope that we're all much more patient people. As we move on this week, we talk about kindness, and Pastor Ed's already spoken about how we have such a great and awesome, kind God. And since we serve a God who is so kind and we want to be like Him, we're going to focus on that particular attribute today, the fruit of the Spirit, kindness. And so today's message is titled, Showing Kindness to Others. If you want to go ahead and turn to a main passage of Scripture I'll deal with, it'll be found in Luke chapter 10 verses 30 through 37. Most of us are probably very familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan, and I'll get to that story after the introduction of this message. But first off, we we see the familiar passage of Scripture we've been dealing with in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So again, as we focus on that attribute, kindness, and showing kindness to others, the actual Greek meaning of that word kindness found in Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to do my best with this Greek word. It's called Christotes. And I've listened to this word many, many times on my iPhone to try to figure out how this Greek word is pronounced. And to the best of my ability, this Greek word... It's called Christotes. Christotes. And what this word means in Greek, tender concern, uprightness. It is kindness of heart and kindness of act. Church, we need some Christotes in the world in which we live. We need some kratostes reflected from our church. Kratostes. Another familiar passage of Scripture, very key and important to this sermon, is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. The Apostle Paul writes, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving to one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So we see it then here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, that indeed we are commanded, be kind to each other. Not if I feel like it, 
If people take the initiative and are nice to me first, no, absolutely not. We are commanded by God to be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So we see then all these attributes and everything we see in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, it all reflects being kind to one another. Because I'm kind to you today, I want to forgive you if you wronged me. And with it, we also see that indeed God in his kindness, his gracious, his mercy, he has forgiven us of every sin that we've confessed before him. Oh, Pastor Ed did a, a great job last week in talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. It says, love is patient, love is kind. And I know he went through the Greek word agape once again, talking about agape love. And so then we need to continue to exercise agape love. That Greek word agape, for love. We need agape love in this church, in our community, in the world in which we live. Agape love. So we see then, based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, that indeed, kindness is an act of love. I don't believe that you can have one without the other we got to have kindness in order to show love to people. we got to have love in order to show kindness. Right. Right. Love is kind. Amen. And so I want you to look at Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 37. Now, Jesus, he had just been having a conversation with an expert in the law. And Jesus and this expert in the law, they're, they're having this conversation, and the one who's this law expert, he wants to know exactly how to inherit eternal life. And Jesus makes it very clear to him that indeed, he is to love the Lord your God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love his neighbor as himself. Now, church, if we truly want to show great kindness, we got to love our neighbor as ourself. And in this passage of Scripture, then, Jesus speaks about this familiar parable, and I don't know any better way to illustrate kindness than to go over this story about the Good Samaritan. So let's read about it in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 37. Again, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he had arrived at the place, 
came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Now, there was a great big long distance between Jerusalem and Jericho. In fact, as I've looked this up, there's 26.8 miles that separate these two cities. So, it's a very long walk for anyone to walk. And so, as this man was journeying, he was very vulnerable on this long walk. And it wasn't hard for those that were watching him make this long trip down from Jerusalem to Jericho, this big long walk, 26.8 miles. Thieves and robbers, they had plenty of time to assault him, to steal from him, to beat him up, all these things. And unfortunately, we see in this parable that they did. And so here's this man laying half dead as he had been beaten and robbed and he's hurting and he's in really rough shape he's bleeding he's in agony he's hurting so bad then a priest sees him now most people would be thinking okay I Somebody's in trouble, somebody's hurting, a a pastor or a priest sees them. Hey, you would think that was a a good thing. But the priest, he sees the man badly beaten, and he crosses over on the other side. Next, a Levite comes. And this Levite, he has lesser duties than the priest, but still, he has chores and work to do within the temple. So he's a religious man as well. Maybe like what we consider like a lay leader or someone in our church or someone assistant to the pastor or priest. They've been in charge of temple worship. So this Levite, he too... Is supposed to be a great man and strong in his faith. And so this Levi, he's walking. And he sees this badly beaten man. And according to the scriptures, we see that this Levi, he actually gets all the way up to him. And looks at him. So he came all the way to him, but yet did not make contact with him. And then again, 
passes by on the other side. Now what we know about these priests and Levites, the priests and Levites would be unable to enter the temple if they had contact with a ritually unclean person. So what the priest and the Levite are doing then at this point then, they're choosing the law over empathy and compassion. They're choosing the law over being kind to their fellow man. Thinking, hey, I got temple duties today. I'm not coming in contact with this badly beaten man. His blood's not going to be on my shirt and they keep me out of the temple. That's not going to happen. That's what the priest and the Levite did, having no physical contact with them. Praise God for the good-kinded, good-hearted, good Samaritan. As we see then, the good Samaritan comes and he finds this man badly beaten and robbed and bleeding. says he's halfway to death. And this good Samaritan begins to pour oil on him. He begins to bandage up his wounds and he bandages them up very well. Gets the bleeding to stop. And, and he has him bandaged up and then he puts him on his own animal. You know what that probably means at this point? The good Samaritan is going to have to walk the rest of his journey. Though at this point, he had an animal to ride on. It might have been nice weather and things might have been going so good for him and just enjoying his journey on his animal. As he saw that badly beaten man, he wanted to show kindness to him. He wanted to show empathy and compassion to him so much so that it bandaged him up, put him on his own animal, and then took him to an inn. You know, for so many people at this point, they might have thought, oh, I did my good deed for the day. Here you go, innkeeper. See you later. Not so the case for the good Samaritan, the good, kind-hearted man. And with it then, he continues to take care of this badly beaten man at the end. The scriptures say that it was the next day, so my interpretation of this is he probably stayed another day with him, stayed overnight to help take care of him. The next day, he begins to work with the innkeeper. You know, in ministry and church, we can show kindness towards others. But, you know, at some point then, we may need someone else to pass the baton on to and help us out in ministry. None of us can do it alone. None of us can meet all the needs of this community. But when we work together, we see then that indeed the Lord can move. And in this situation then, he gets the innkeeper involved. And the good Samaritan, he gives him two denarii, approximately two days 
worth of pay for the average job in that time, giving him two denarii. So he sacrificed a whole lot, very kind in his giving and generosity. And at this point then, he tells the innkeeper, hey, here's two denarii. Here's about two days worth of pay. And whatever other expenses occur, when I return, I will pay them. So please look after this man. Be kind to him. Be compassionate to him. Help him in his time of need. And I will return and pay the bill in full. That's what the good, kind, good Samaritan did. The good Samaritan showed love and he showed kindness to his neighbor. And so Jesus and the expert in the law, they continue this dialogue and this discussion. And Jesus asking the expert in the law, which one of these people love their neighbor? And very easy, clear to see that indeed it was the good Samaritan who was kind, who was loving towards his neighbor. The good Samaritan. But then Jesus has a great big challenge for the expert of the law. And church, let me tell you, he has a great big challenge for each and every one of us. That is the words of Christ, the red letters. Go and do likewise. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And he's crying out for his church this day to be like the good Samaritan. To be good. To be good, kind-hearted people. When we see people hurting. When we see people lost, dying, sick, in pain. Whatever the case may be. That we would not be like this priest, would not be like this Levite, but we would be like the Good Samaritan. And we would go and show empathy and compassion to our fellow neighbor. Jesus is indeed telling us, go and do likewise like this Good Samaritan. I want to bring four points to you today about showing kindness to others. The first point I want to bring before you, kindness is contagious. Being kind to people inspires other people to be kind as well. I guarantee you, if you go around and doing random acts of kindness that people don't expect, that will inspire other people to do it as well. And I love it when people help me at work or wherever the situation may be. And I love to tell them, thank you for helping me. I promise to pay it forward. And it is My goal, that each and every form of kindness, each and every time someone has helped me, that somebody else would reap the benefits and in some way, somehow, I indeed would pay it forward. 
In December 20th, 2020, we know that to be the heart of the pandemic. We know the tough, tough times and really, really rough situation. But there was this Dairy Queen in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And in December 2020, this drive through Dairy Queen recorded over 900 vehicles paying for the people behind them. Over 900 vehicles paying for the people behind them. And for Minneapolis, Minnesota, for a city that faced so much times of hard times and facing tough times of COVID, continue to face hard times of COVID. And we continue to as well. But still though, in the midst of the pandemic, they were able to say, you know what? There is hope for mankind. There is people showing kindness to their fellow man. And the community began to love each other like they should. Kindness is contagious. The second point I want to bring before you, take advantage of every opportunity that you have to be kind towards others. For each and every tragedy that we see in this life, we also see the opportunity for ministry. A chance to show kindness. When someone loses a loved one, someone loses someone close to them or going through a really hard time, send them a sympathy card. Send flowers to them. Yes, I know the flowers fade, but the memories don't. Cook a nice hot meal for them. Just get a different crock Cooking up some Indiana Hoosiers last night. Really, be, be hospitable towards people. Amen. Share the love of Christ. Share a meal with them. And pray for them. Absolutely. Pray for them. Take every opportunity you have Don't let these opportunities pass by. There will be a day in which our souls will leave our body and we'll have no more opportunities to share kindness with others here on earth. The third point I want to bring before you. Be kind to your enemies and those that are least deserving. Be kind to your enemies And those that really don't deserve your kindness. After all, 
How great and loving was Christ to us in His kindness, loving us when we were unlovable. So be kind to your enemies and those that are least deserving. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, love your enemies. Love your enemies. It's so easy. It's a piece of cake to love those that love you. Those that are kind to you. Those that are compassionate to you. Warm-hearted empathy. It's easy to love those people. But Jesus says, love those that oppose you. Love those that mistreat you. Love those that reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 25, verses 21 through 22 says, If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Be kind to those that mistreat you, speak evil of you, do horrible things to you and other people. Show them kindness. And the fourth point I want to bring before you when we are being kind to others, we are being kind to Christ. Fourth point, when we are being kind to others, we are being kind to Christ. Remember Jesus' words found in Matthew chapter 25. I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. And I was in prison, and you came to me. These are the words of Christ. And Jesus went on to say, if you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. You know, it's so easy to be kind to popular people and people so well-known and famous, you have to wait in a super long line to maybe get their autograph. But what about those that have nothing? What about those that have holes in their clothes, have very limited food resources, whatever the case may be? Jesus calls us to be kind and loving to the least of these. In closing, I want to reflect on my own personal situation. In 2011, 
on some really tough times for your pastoral team. I didn't even know this man many years from even meeting him. But I praise God that the Lord saved his physical well-being and he's with us today and I love working with him. And so it was in 2011, there was hard times for me. And due to circumstances and rejection of men, I planned to never be in ministry again. But Ashland Church of the Nazarene reached out to me. And in hard and tough times, they welcomed me in. They took me in. Through the toughest times of my life, their pastor was like the good Samaritan to me. Their pastor let me stay a few days at his own house. The church believed in me and let me teach their youth even though they knew there was trying times in my life. My life circumstances would be fair at best. They took me to a Major League Baseball game. We had a great time. The Indians game. They let me stay at a well-kept house that used to be one of the parsonages in that area for a few months and only had to pay the utilities. And then when it was time to go and the Lord called me back home, They had a final dinner for me. Just for me. Ashland Church of the Nazarene shown kindness to me. And that's why I believe I'm an ordained elder in the Nazarene Church today. And so today, I don't want to just talk about these nice words of kindness and then just leave and talk a big game and get in my car and go, no. I would not be content to do that. So here in a few moments, after we close the service, I'm going to have some food and just some snacks and drinks over on the porch, on the parsonage. It's for you. You say, you know, I'm about to eat lunch, all those things. I get it. Take a snack with you for the road. All of us can at least take a water, at least take something with you. If you want a soda, take a soda. If you want a water, if you want a Gatorade, if you want a snack, if you want a piece of chocolate, whatever the case may be, I desire to show kindness to each and every one of you. So everybody at least takes something before you go today. If you just give me a few minutes, I'll have it on the porch over there in the parsonage. Let us stand.
Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your church. Thank you for your people. Thank you, Lord, for that church in Ashland that showed love and kindness towards a sinner such as me. Lord Jesus, we know that you are loving, you are gracious, you are kind to everyone. Help us to exemplify the fruit of the Spirit and truly be kind to everyone we come in contact with. Use us to do your will, Lord, for this community, for our co-workers, for our loved ones, for our friends, strangers that we see, those that oppose us. May we share Jesus with them. May we love them. May we truly be a kind community of believers. Go with us now this very day. Lord, may you bless Tricia and Corey. May you just bless their wedding this very day. And Lord, may you just use them to do your will and and bless them in this holy sacrament of marriage this very day. Go with us this very day, Lord, we pray, and use us to do your will. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, and we celebrate your resurrection. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.